Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Dude, we got pounded with some snow. Woke up this morning, like yesterday, there was like no snow on the ground. Wake up today, and it's like up to my shin. It's crazy. So I'm on my way to the gym right now, and you can hear all the snow hitting the underside of the car. Dude, if it's if it's going to be winter, I want it to be winter. You know, I think that's an unpopular, I, I don't know, people I talk to is like 50-50. Like, if it's going to be cold out, like, just snow. You know what I mean? But 40 and rainy does something to my mood that I can't even discuss on this podcast. Dude, I was in Pittsburgh. I forgot how gray Pennsylvania is. Like, last week when I was in Pittsburgh all week, PA is just gray. Like, it is gray constantly. Like, the thing about Maine is at least, you know, it's cold sometimes. It's really no colder than it was in Pennsylvania, to be honest with you. Everybody thinks Maine, because it's so far north, is going to be, like, free. It's I think the I think the ocean keeps it not warm, but not super cold. But in, in Maine, we get a lot of sun. Dude, PA, the whole time I was there, it was raining. It was 40 degrees. And it was just gray from the time I got there to the time I, I didn't see a single ray of sunshine for a week. And today, like I was saying before, I guess my point is if it's going to be winter, like let it be winter. Like I want to see some snow. I want to shovel. As weird as that sounds, I want to drive in it. I love driving in the snow. It must be all those years I spent in Erie and Buffalo, man. But yeah, uh, so today, what I wanted to talk about is taking risks. Taking risks. I don't know why I just woke up this morning. (laughs) I was telling my wife, every day I I wake up with a song stuck in my head. Just random. And today, it was this, uh, it's this country song. And it's like this girl singing about... uh, how she loves hunting season because her husband leaves her alone. She can like shop online and drink wine. Corny, goofy song. Must have heard it on the radio when I was coming back from Pittsburgh or something, but it was like stuck in my head this morning. But anyways, that with the two monkeys clanging the cymbals together. But the other thing I was thinking about was taking risks. Um, I don't know why. It was no particular reason. I think it's... uh, I'm rereading for like the fourth or fifth time. This is, I sent this to two of my key people yesterday for the staffing company. This is such a good book. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. N-A-V-A-L-R-A-V-I-K-A-N-T. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. I think uh, it's written by Eric Jorgensen, if I'm not mistaken, who has a couple other books out about habits and productivity and things. I've got this glass just rattling. My wife left here with a metal straw in it. There we go. It's probably wondering how long that's been dinging for. Um, that is such a great book. Such a great book. I highly recommend it. And uh, I think a section that I was reading last night had to do with risk. You know, calculated risk. I don't think that you're going to really do anything special with your life without taking calculated risks. So I think people immediately, when they hear risk, the first picture I get in my head is like standing at the edge of a cliff with a paraglider suit on. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I guess that's one representation of risk. I, I like to be more calculated. I like to be more calculated with my risk. I think calculated risk is one of the catalysts to extremely high performance and high achievement. So calculated risk essentially means that you take the time to study whatever you're about to enter into, you formulate a game plan, yet go into it understanding that you're going to need to make audibles and adjustments. That's the big thing. I think people fail when they take calculated risks because they get so locked into a particular game plan that they're unable to make adjustments. Like the moment something doesn't go exactly according to plan, they freak out. It'd be like, it's just course correction. You know, I think I've talked about this before. There's a gyroscope in space shuttles. And I think a space shuttle on its way to the moon is only on course directly like 7% of the time. The rest of the time it's making little fractional of a degree uh, adjustments to keep the ship on course. That's what the gyroscope is for, right? Gyroscope, the internal computer knows to adjust, you know, half a degree northwest and then back southwest and whatever. You've got to be able to make course corrections when you take calculated risk, but you so you still end up at the destination. You know what I mean? It's like it's like driving a car. If you take your hands off the wheel, it's going to go a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, depending on the last time you had a front wheel alignment. But you're, you're going to have to keep your hands on the wheel. It's the same thing with calculated risk. So with calculated risk, you study what you're about to go into. You formulate a game plan and make sure that you're understanding that adjustments are going to have to be made. And then I think you also have to understand that things at times are going to be very uncomfortable and that you have to stick to your guns. And this can look like, this could be for anything. You know what I'm saying? This could be from anywhere from talking to a girl, you know what I'm saying? And dating to massive multi-billion dollar business deals. So I think this is the biggest thing. For me, it's... When I go to make, here, listen to me. When I go to make a calculated risk, will, is there potential for me to get 10 times more back in gain than what I could lose? If the answer to that is yes, boom, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Like, I don't like, I don't bet a lot. I don't gamble a lot. But when I do bet, I want to see a big return. That's why I like parlays when I bet. I don't do this bet a bet a thousand to win back 1500 that's not exciting to me you know what i'm saying i want to bet a thousand at a chance to win 10 grand that's exciting to me so when i'm making and and gambling's a really bad example to use in this i'm not talking about gambling i guess it is gambling in a way but i'm not talking about sports betting I'm talking is the potential upside 10 times better than the potential down like this completely falls apart was is the potential for the upside 10 times the downside essentially is what I'm looking at and is the downside recoverable downside recoverable in other words if this completely fails what is it going to take for me to recover and how long is it going to take me to recover your people underestimate how quickly you can come back from failure 
People underestimate how quickly you can come back from failure. It is, once you have the skill, like if you can sell and be persuasive and you can lead or you have some other kind of niche skill like coding or marketing, branding, like if you, I don't want to get too much into that, but you can literally do whatever you want. Especially if you're, if you got to go out and learn the power of persuasion and the power of leadership and learn those skills. Because I'm telling you right now, if you could sell and you could lead, you could make it anywhere. You could bounce back very quickly in any endeavor, right? And a lot of you that listen to me might not think of yourselves as sales. Why are you beeping? I see him. It's all good. We're all good. We're, I'm completely stopped. Jodas. So the, I, that threw me. Oh, some of you don't think of yourselves as salespeople. And it's like, yes, you are. If you're a coach or in fitness and you sell a, you're in sales, you know what I mean? You offer a program, you are in sales. You are, in fact, a salesperson. Everything in life is a sale. Everything we do is sales. You know what I'm saying? You can't be afraid of that word. But anyways, I'm getting off. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But going back to the calculated risk, I think people underestimate how quickly they can bounce back from failure. You know, now I... Like, I'm not talking about making devastating decisions. Like, I'm going to take out a second mortgage on my house, wipe out my savings account, uh, liquidate all my investments, and go all in on... Like, that's not an example of calculated risk. That's foolishness. A calculated risk would be, all right, I've got hundred grand to play with. Guy hit me up for an investment. You know, I'm an angel investor, would be an angel investor for him. He wants 50 G's. That's half of what I got. Okay. This completely flops. How quickly can I make that 50 G's back? Understanding I've got 50 G's to sit on. That's, and then doing your market research and blah, blah, blah. That's calculated risk. You guys understand the difference, what I'm trying to say here? So, and, and, and again, this can apply to a lot of different things. A career switch, a career, a move in a career. You're unhappy with where you're at. You're not making the money that you want to make. You found another job, another career. It's going to pay you more. It's a risk. You don't know if you're going to be any good at it. It's very little to no job security, maybe. Starting out, maybe you're switching, finally getting out from the nine to five bullshit and getting into a sales job. Massive amount of risk associated. Bro, this, stop. I see him. My car, the front sensor keeps, I'm like 10 feet away from this guy in front of me. Uh, maybe it's getting into a sales job. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's switching careers, getting out of the nine to five drag and going into sales. Like, all right, well, I'm quitting my job. I'm giving up my benefits. I've got money saved. I could live for about six months off my savings. And I'm going, what's the potential upside though? Potential upside is I'm making 50 grand a year. Then I could make 100,000 my first year in this sales job. Boom, go for it. Go for it. That's the kind of calculated risk I'm talking about. You got money saved. You got a safety net. You got something to keep you somewhat comfortable while you're getting your, get your training wheels off. Like that's the kind of calculated risk. And all of this goes to say, man, that you're never going to do anything special with your life unless you take risk. Never. You cannot be 
massively successful or have a massive impact without taking risks. I've taken risks just with tithing and donations. Like I've, you know, I'm not, I don't like to talk about it, but you know, God's put it on my heart to give some pretty big amounts at some points. And it's been like, man, I don't know. This is a lot, man. <laughs> you know, but I'm trusting the calculated risk is that I trust God to take care of me if I do what he tells me to do. You know what I mean? So you're never going to make a big impact and you're never going to do anything special unless you get used to taking risk. It's that simple. You have to go out and take risks. You've got to. Like, I can remember being in a life insurance business trying to convince people to spend money on their business. Well, you know, I, you know, I had a couple bad weeks and I want to put this away and save. Okay, well, you're going to... You're going to stay at the same level you're at right now forever unless you learn how to invest into your business. So you have to take calculated risks, man. you got to go out there. you got to put your neck and name on the line. The world rewards the risk takers. You've just been told since you were a child by a bunch of female teachers to just play it safe and do your homework and pay your taxes and be a good boy. You know what I mean? You got to go out and take some risks, man. You have to. That's the only way you're going to break the mold. All right. Well, I love you guys. I just pulled into the gym. I'll talk to you soon. Let's get it.